don't have to put up with a lot of acoustic crap. Acoustic crap. I'm not a fan of acoustic crap. That could be the name of a band. <laughs> <laughs> if Trent Reznor started a non-rock band, and it was just acoustic. Unplugged. <laughs> unplugged. Yeah, and Nine Inch Nails Unplugged would be acoustic, acoustic crap. crap. Welcome back to the Davis Vault Podcast! <laughs> what a way to enter. And we're back! Yeah. For better or worse. Sickness and in hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awful marriage. You didn't know you took vows when you started listening to this show, did yeah, you? Yeah, Oh, I'm afraid. <laughs> You'll I'm have to keep listening. I'm afraid the podcast is quite operational. Your rebel friends start listening. How Man. are we? Already a Star Wars reference? We're doing awesome. One Dude, minute man. in. It's an even. It's a we've new had, Star Wars reference. We've had a new Star Wars reference and a, and bashing Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. 98% new material <laughs> from old sources. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God bless and save Trent Reznor. Anyways, <laughs> the, I, I believe he was a forward observer. I really think oh, he was. Oh, my gosh. Was it him? Or, uh, and now he's a backward observer. Uh, I don't know what that means. Be. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. Forward observer? It's a guy who calls no, no, the no. fire. I understand that. Oh, but huh. I mean, a ba- what would backward... Like, because of he, because he's got a, such a negative view on life. Maybe. Well, I knew what you were a going backward for. backward observer? Anyways, if you really want to start off returning to the podcast by talking about Nine Inch Nails... Not really. <laughs> okay, and we're back. Yeah. Welcome back to the Davis Podcast. Otherwise, it would be appropriate for me to sing, I hurt myself today by talking about Nine Inch Nails. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just stop it. Uh, uh, I miss Johnny Cash already. Yeah, no kidding. Although, credit credit's due. Trent Reznor said he thought Johnny Cash covered the song better than, 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 he, they, they, than they played it. it. Yeah. Uh, wow, yeah. Isn't that that's, that's a compliment? Yeah, yeah it when is. The, when the maker of the song says that. Bob Dylan said the same thing about, um, about Hendrix. When he did all along the oh, watchtowers, yeah, but I mean, I think you can say that about any cover of a Bob Dylan song. <laughs> well, yeah, me, 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 me. It's not really a singer, is he? Uh, uh, no, someone did a great. Remember that terrible <laughs> song? Let's date ourselves. Like there was a terrible song called like Monday or whatever, where this girl basically just auto tunes her voice, and she became famous because the song was so bad. Oh, yeah, yeah somebody somebody did a know. Bob Dylan cover of that song, as if Bob <laughs> Dylan was coming. <laughs> <laughs> then it's just, if, if Hendrix better. if Hendrix covered it next, yeah. for one thing that'd be amazing because he's he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but then it would be even better, right? Even better. And we are back. And I'm then, Father Stephen Felicia, yeah, by the way. I'm Father Dan Kale. Welcome Good back grief. to the Davis Well Podcast. I'm sorry it's been so long. There was a flood and that kept us away. <laughs> And then forty his, days and forty nights. Well, that wasn't that long. No. I mean, but, actually, there was a flood. There was. There was a flood. Right. You want to? Well, so so like, we've been continually thwarted, but we're just stubborn enough that yes. uh, we're going to keep trying until it works. Guess so. where we're recording from? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we used to record in Warsaw as of late, as of as before the season three hiatus, which. We're just mimicking, like, bad television at this point. Yeah. Like, you notice how, like, all the Netflix series and crap... Pardon my language. Like, I don't watch Netflix. But the, um... (laughs) I don't. uh, Don't look at me like that. Netflix, pardon my French, you know. The, the, uh... No, I meant... (laughs) As if Netflix is a swear word. Or, or like, Amazon, you know? Like, like they're like, oh, yeah, season three is up! And they have, like, three episodes and then nothing for six months. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and abandon the whole season structure because we're just going to plop out episodes whenever we get around to it. Uh, we're going to do better now. We've got a new cave. Well, so where are we? Where are we? The, uh... 
The um, I'm in a place I've never been before. <laughs> Actually, Repo, turn off all the garbage masters on the detention level. Shut the hell up. Six three eight three eight two seven. Something. Is like that, that the real? Wow, that was pretty close. You're a you're a hardcore fan right there, my I man. I don't remember exactly. The next Star Wars reference is, but the. Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, so we're actually at my rectory now. So so we, we tried to get back into the swing of things. I can't remember if it was the start of February or the end of January. We really yeah. let you down in December. A couple weeks ago. Sorry. Yeah. And and yeah. the bishop was having a meeting at the same time. Yeah, we, we showed up and we find out that like like half the presbyterate is at this place with the bishop. We did not coordinate with him, and no. that's on me. Yeah. Yeah. Just, what you didn't text him? You yeah, I know. No, I, I, it's not a. It's not a thing I generally do. The, uh, yeah, I'm not a. So, so yeah. I sort of like walked in and, and did the, the old spin around and walk okay, out. Okay, so we're not going to do this. So we're not doing that today. And then it flooded. So, so then when we came back, or we yeah. were going to come back, and as it turns the out, the basement, the basement where we recorded is where they were having the meeting. And then the next time we were going to try to record, we found out the basement had flooded and our stuff was all like packed away <laughs> and right. like, mm, so okay let's, just, let's not... just get out of their hair you know? <laughs> so god was telling us to leave <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> literally an act of god so you know so that was strike two but here we are we finally got on on a base so that's right that's a win and uh father felicia actually has room to do this in so yeah although welcome, welcome to my piano room yeah your piano room thank you father <laughs> bill Meininger. <laughs> Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Father Bill <laughs> and Father Glenn who put this edition on. So anyways, oh, nice. yeah, no, okay. so you have him to thank for that too. That's right. So we got we got a lot of priests to thank. Did you know Father Glenn Corman yes. has a podcast now? No. We yes. have competition. Yeah, we do. Diocesan competition. Oh, dude, can we give him a, a couple of our, what's couple his, of our DBs? What's I think they're called K's in the Corner. It's, it's going to be, it's Corman, Father Corman. K's in the Corner. Don't pick on him. Be nice. I'm not saying anything. Him and, and uh, Father Bill Coomer. Uh, no Bill. way. Coomer? Yes. yes. Oh, oh, snap. Yes. I got to listen to I haven't gotten a chance to listen to him yet, but but Father Glenn's all jazzed about it. Oh, yeah. well, I would be too, man. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. yeah. No, let's let's listen to that. No, he's excited. Yeah. What, what do they talk about? Well, he told me, he was really, really excited to tell me that their first episode was something entitled like Religion and Politics. So they're starting off light, you know. <laughs> Father Glenn in politics. Oh my gosh! Brace yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's awesome. Strap I'm in. sure. I'm sure it's awesome. Uh, I'm gonna listen to that. I'm not even gonna lie to you. No, no, I definitely totally listen definitely. to that. I think I think they're on YouTube. I think it's called K's in the Corner. Oh, they're on YouTube. All yeah, right. they, they video record. They do video. Yeah, wow, they're man. they're next level. They two, really are competing. Two handsome devils like that. That's awesome. Yeah, Anyways. I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm looking forward it. to it already. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> like, listen, I'm not even lying to yeah, you. I'm, go listen to K's in the Corner, man. Right. It's going to be awesome, I'm sure. But, K's um, in the Corner. And the... Just don't, don't. I don't, don't even. I got this... nothing else to go. No, go on. Yeah, I'm stopping. That's, that's fine. Hush. I'm just going to I'm just gonna uh, edge highlight this what blade What a wonderful smell you've discovered. Jeez, oh, Pete, man. That's another Star Wars reference. I know. I know. Oh, did you miss us? <laughs> don't, nope. answer that don't answer that they're like uh it's 10 minutes in i'm sick of this already now what know. have you been up to christine nix is like seven and a half minutes of banter you guys it's, <laughs> is it only, it's only been seven and a half minutes i know we've had much worse oh yeah no hey oh so okay uh, one of the things that i wanted to say to you on the yeah, yeah. because on the way i here, want this on the year well exactly <laughs> right exactly i want everyone to hear this because i think it's really funny and you're gonna you're gonna smack yourself in that gigantic forehead i didn't I, I have a gigantic forehead i've always been told i actually have a smaller head Anyways, like a male model. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> but why male models? No. So on the, on the last time I came here, it was like in the pitch dark of winter. 
and it was I couldn't see much of my surroundings. But this time I'm coming in broad daylight, and I passed over a waterway, which I think was um, something not much more than like farm a farm runoff, but it's like an officially named farm runoff. Okay, you know because they call those ditches, right? And they yeah. actually have like real names for ditches. Oh uh, yeah, dig through those ditches. Okay, What's, um, so ahead. so the one that I crossed over was called the Blair Ditch. <laughs> And I was like, I wonder when, oh they, when they dug it, was it called the Blair Ditch Project? I hope so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I haven't seen that. That's amazing. I was like, that is incredible. That's amazing. That is incredible. I've never even seen that. Don't waste your thing. time. Yeah, I don't want to. It was the first found footage movie thing, and then it spawned a bunch of others, and it wasn't even good it's to terrible, begin with. It's a terrible sort of thing to go see. Yeah. But I just remember the name of it. And I remember everyone like freaking out about it like when I was in grade school or something. And yeah. I was like, I don't have any desire to see this. Um, but good for you guys, you know. Hey, no. I mean, they made a lot of money. Not spending a lot of money. Credit where credit's due. Fair enough. But um, It's a model. Yeah. No, th- no like, this is a model. Like, that's like Star Wars. <laughs> it's, it's only a model. <laughs> a Monty Python reference. Yes. We're doing awesome. Oh, my gosh. He's over here painting a little... Tiny figure. I told you it's a blade guard veteran. It's amazing. Blade guard veteran. He's. It's. Is that? A, isn't that just kind of what you are? Yes. This is how <laughs> I see myself. <laughs> I sell Prometheum uh. and Prometheum accessories. <laughs> that was a hilarious meme. Oh, that's so good. Thank you for sending that. Thanks. Shout out to your brother Tommy. He's, yeah. He's good to. Oh, he's man. good to the priest of the diocese. Yeah, he is. What have you been up to besides driving over ditches? About five foot ten and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Tell the people oh, what you've actually man, been up what to. What have I been up what is, to? What's it like being a pastor and, and not recording podcasts? Oh, man. It is it is great, but it is a lot. It is great, but it is a lot. Do you have – how many staff do you have here? Uh, Three, all part-time. Okay. Yeah. I guess I kind of have that too. Okay. Yeah. They, they're really only like whenever I sort of need them. <laughs> And then they come around. Um, <laughs> Make it sound like they're from the No, I'm not saying. <laughs> no, you know I got great people. Don't get me wrong, but it, but I but I, I too am the only full time person here. Oh yeah, right, full time person at my place. So mm-hmm. four um, people. I have four part time people, oh, which is go. like having two full time. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. I have an organist. <laughs> That's good. Do you have an organ to play? I do. You have a real organ. I have a real organ. That's well, awesome. I mean, it's electric organ, but I yeah. mean it. Price is right. Anyways, here it is. But I mean, it makes. But I mean, it it's, makes it's organ to, sounds. It's meant to be an organ. Yes. Right. It's not like a keyboard that does organ. We sounds. play it it's, every week. That's awesome. It we is. have so like we have one. Of I those, mean, it's Lent, so there's less organ. But right. Yeah. In fact, there was there used to be a, a rule that no organ was meant to be played at all. Right. During Lent. Now it's just toned down. <laughs> yeah, it's like cool it. Tone down the organ. Yeah. Liturg- can you imagine the the, the liturgical uh, fine print that says "just cool it" on just the music there, Jimmy? Calm down, Jimmy. Um. No, anyway, so just uh, getting into Lent, um, Ash Wednesday was bonkers. I'm sure your Ash Wednesday was bonkers because you got the Academy. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Like, it was I good. had three Masses. Oh, yeah, no, me too. Yeah. Uh, did I have? Yes, three Masses. And what someone else? else, the university wanted me to come and do an Ashes service. Oh, nice. And um, like the one that's actually in my town, but I was already scheduled to be at PFW because it's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so I was just like, uh, I'm going to be on the road for two hours that day, and I already have three masses. So here are the mass times at St. Robert's. If students want to come, <laughs> they can come. <laughs> nice. But I, I just didn't have – there was nowhere to fit it in that would have been 
would have been useful even to them, you know. I got you. So middle of the day and that kind of thing. I did yeah. uh, I did an Ash Wednesday service over at my nursing home. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Nice. Good, was, good. But again, like you could you could walk to my nursing home from here. It's like not far. Yeah. Ash Wednesday, I don't know if it's like that here, but Ash Wednesday is the most well-attended uh, Holy Day of Obligation in my parish. It's amazing because it's not a Holy Day of Obligation. That's the only awkward part about it, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, but, they uh, take what you can get. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm like, all right. Someone said to me, yeah, but Father, it's a Holy Day of Opportunity. I'm like, that's that's nice. I like okay. that. I'm stealing that. <laughs> I think that's uh, – they told me that that was a schooler. That was a schooler line. Oh, schooler. So Bill sharp. Schooler. I yeah. love schooler. Mm. Anyway, shout out to Bill shout Schooler. Shout out to Bill Schooler. Monsignor Bill Schooler. Monsignor Bill Schooler. But Father Schooler. Father Bill. Father Bill. Father Bill. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I've been doing things. Um, we're trying to build a rectory still. Uh, we're, That's We're fun. doing all those kinds of things, um, building committees and whatnot. Those and are super to, cool. Yeah, get bids. And we actually have a full house design now, and we're getting bids for it and that kind of thing. It's, nice. It's, uh, it's sort of the behind the scenes of that whole project. All about the behind the scenes. Yeah. Super sneak peek, brothers and sisters, on the Davis Vault podcast about what's going on in North Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> My 600-something person parish. I love them. They're so awesome. Righteous. They're great people. Righteous. Um, but uh, one of the things I have been doing, so um, I've been going to – this just sounds like such a basic thing, but I, I, my, my whole perspective when I became a pastor changed, like – even the little things I'm just jazzed about. Like, you sound yes, like a this, father. This thing happened, you know, like they made new steps that go up to the house at the Newman house and, <laughs> and like in concrete. And I'm like, yeah, those things are awesome. They're not crumbling like the old ones were. And, and like, as, no, a, it's vic like, as a vicar, I wouldn't have been that excited about that. It's your place. So like, yeah. like when the man like fixes his own house, yeah. like it's exciting because it's his. Yeah. And you're right. going through the same thing. Right. And I get great people who are just like, they wanted to give their time to that project, which is like, it's very labor intensive sort of thing to do. Well, sure. But that's my people. They're just awesome. You love so, them. You're blessed. Oh, I'm so blessed. It makes it so much easier. Because wow. um, I mean, gosh, doing it myself would have been no, you did not hurt. very bueno. Um, no. So well, actually you, you would be the kind of guy who would do that if you absolutely needed to. If I absolutely needed to, yeah, I would probably end up making it out of wood because I am not that great with concrete. Uh, you're a carpenter. I mean, I am my father's son. But, um, Doesn't he which, work with metal? He does, but he's got a whole wood shop. Oh, cool. Yeah. But anyway, the little thing that I was really excited about was yeah. I'm, I'm going to lunch on Thursdays at the university. And the last time I was there, I had this really awesome conversation with this whole group of guys. Like there were like 12 men around the table mm -hmm. and we were, we were just all talking about like what real masculinity is and things like that. Yeah. Really, really an encouraging thing to see at that university. So oh, nice. Good to talk to 12 men. Jesus had a similar experience. <laughs> yeah. There was something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was really great. Cause like, I don't know, just trying to get that community to come alive a little bit mm -hmm. and, uh, and to embrace good things. So, but anyway, that's, that's part of what I'm doing. That's um, good stuff, I'm man. sure more things will come up. What's up with you? What's oh, up? gosh, man. I, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. The, um, no, I'm good, man. I, I week was busy. I, there was, I drove out to Chicago to go say mass at a caramel. Mm. And that was, that was a pleasant experience. Any particular you know? caramel? <laughs> uh, in Des Plaines. In Des Plaines. Uh, Des Plaines, Des Plaines. There, there happened 
I happen to know the most recent postulant who went in. <laughs> I wonder who that is. Yeah, I know. The, yeah. Uh, and thanks, then, thanks for the books. Yeah, <laughs> she can't hear you. <laughs> she won't hear me. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's closer to the she truth. Won't, she won't hear me. But the um, no, so that was wonderful. Almost died once. It was great. What? The, oh yeah, no, somebody jerked their car across two lanes of traffic, turned it sideways, and stopped. <laughs> It's, it's like 4 a.m. And, oh and like it's like five. Well, no, it was 4 a.m. Central time. And and like so like I was third car in that would be pile up. And like so like the two cars in front of me like zipped left and right and I zipped right too. And amazingly, we didn't collide. No time to check the next lane. Like I could have caused all kinds of chaos. Oh, Everybody could have caused all kinds of chaos. Yeah. And so like we zipped around this guy, and then you like look in your rear view mirror and everything is crawling behind you. But the, everybody Thank God no one hit this guy. And God bless him. I don't know. Maybe he had a seizure or something, but it was not a not a good thing. It was not the greatest yeah. trip into Chicago I have ever had. Not right. that I've had not that those are <laughs> particularly <laughs> joyful experiences, you know. You know driving on the Dan Ryan. When, when I don't almost get killed is a great experience. Mm. <laughs> Actually, I almost got killed on the way to St. Louis. Really? For, yeah, we was that went down for the Sikh conference. Father Dennis and I were mm-hmm. were there together and had a handful of college students from the from the diocese go down. The diocese did a good job of organizing that. Cool. And uh, but as soon as I crossed the Mississippi, as soon as I crossed, yeah, um, there was a guy who his his lane turned into a turn lane to get off the bridge and go down to some. But he didn't want to turn, nope. did he? No, he didn't. He decided he was going to keep going straight and using <laughs> and using the berm as a lane until he figured out, oh, this isn't a lane. I'll just come over, and that's where I was. Sixty miles an hour. Too you know? much fun. So didn't collide. Managed not to hit the minivan that was next to me on the other side. It's like when but just crazy. I was like, um, your city almost tried to kill me. You know what else? Thanks, St. Louis. Thank you, St. Louis. Hello, St. Louis. Louis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's an Aerosmith yeah. reference from The Simpsons, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> Good grief. Anyways, but the um, no, uh, no. Then Tuesday, I can't remember. I had a bunch of stuff, uh, anointings and things like that. And then Wednesday was Ash Wednesday, and then. Thursday was interesting. I, shall I tell you a story? So it'll be real quick, I promise, although it could go on for a long time. The, the guy, I anointed his mother, hmm. and he's been away from the faith for a while, and he calls me, says, can I come? T- can, can you come talk to me? I said, sure. So I drove over to his place, and he says, you see this prayer card? He had a prayer card to Mary. I said, yeah. He said, it started crying after you left. <laughs> I said, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so so um, I, he said, what does that mean? I said, well, that's a miracle. And he said, and so we started to talk about like the faith and stuff. He'd been away for decades. And so right. I, I don't know what any of that amounts to or where that's going, but that's a thing that happened. And um, yeah. Yeah. So there was that. And then Friday, you know, then Friday, um, you know, I had, I had lunch with, with some very lovely people and, uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that for now. And it was wonderful. It was okay. wonderful. Like, like we'll talk offline because it's kind of crazy. And then, wow. um, then I, uh, it was actually unrelated to that incident I just mentioned. <laughs> it was just another crazy thing. And then I, um, Saturday, oh, I brewed five gallons of beer Saturday. <laughs> nice. And, uh, yeah, that's in my basement. I'll show you after this. <laughs> the, cool. uh, <laughs> and this, is, this is the priest who doesn't drink anything. I don't. Oh, but you want to hear something cool? St. Ease was brewing their beer on the same day. Oh, nice. And, and then I find out. Father Logan Parrish, pastor of St. Thomas in Elkhart, he was brewing beer that day, too. <laughs> so wow. no, with no coordination, 
Clearly, God favors the spread of beer brewing ministries. Yes, I'm still trying to work. I'm still trying to work a guy to go. Oh yeah, he had to. Yeah, drop out at the last minute. I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but okay. We'll, we'll touch base with them later. Good, good, good. We'll get no. it figured out. That so, might be. That might be more of a summer project. We've got. We've got four potential beer brewing ministries going. That's pretty sweet. In this diocese. It's only a matter of time before we have the taste testing. I uh, mean, eventually you just need to do an Oktoberfest. Dude, like it's going to be. a diocese-wide Oktoberfest. And the bishop will come and judge who has the yeah, best beer. Yeah, of course. Because that's the plan. That's Catholic. It's <laughs> We invented the stuff. We we are. Or we perfected the stuff. We did. We we definitely blessed it. Like, that's no, right. things are, everything's going. So that was my, Lord, then Sunday. God bless this creature beer. That, yes, truly. Yeah. So that was my Saturday, and then Sunday I had all the masses, and I went back into did I go to Fort Wayne? I can't remember. Anyways, it's been long. It's been a long. I think I went. I had something to do. Yeah, I did have something to do. Oh, and Tuesday too. I went and I visited my my goddaughter and and her family mm-hmm. and and then I was back in town on Sunday. I can't remember what I was. Oh, I I, I had um uh, a meeting uh, with some some other some more nice people, and then um after that I crashed at my parents' house and I came home the next day and. Uh, today's Tuesday? Yes. I'm working. And so, like, that was my week. <laughs> that was Father Stephen Felicia's nice. week. So I don't know. It, you know, <clears throat> you don't, a priest can't be bored if he's trying to do his job. That's no, my opinion. It's true. And a lot of this stuff just sounds like, okay, the priests are just talking to us about their schedules now. What's, what's, what is this, you know? But what I tell you what, this? it's all, it's all in the sauce, man. It's all together. I, so I've had a couple of experiences recently where, like, someone who I helped sacramentally, they've called me back to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're starting to see, like, families sort of rely on you for, for sacramental needs and things like that. Glory to God. I, I married this couple and then his dad died. God bless. Um, on the same day that his son was born. Oh, wow. Talk about a crazy day, right? Yeah. Man. But um, so I did the the funeral service for it. Sure, of course. And it was just like, hey, I don't know. When you're able to do things to like complete the circle with people, um, I don't know. That's just uh, the rubber hits the road with that. And you see that there's – you see like the, the family aspect of the faith come around, you know. It's glorious. Yeah. Yeah, people do really. I mean, there's a reason we're called father. So. No, truly. Well, welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, like it's uh, what you live. As I, I think I've said this on this show. Like we live multiple lifetimes over the course of weeks. Yeah, and that's just the the nature of it. If if you're going to be involved in your prisoner's life, which is again what they what guess what your job is, what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, as a diocesan priest, then then brace yourself. You're going to experience highs and lows every, almost every day. Right. But anyways, what do yeah. you want to talk about? Well, um, so that was good. What half hour of banter? Almost twenty three. Oh. But um, yeah, so I think we've kind of touched on this topic before. But I I want to sort of bring up a a question that came up in conversation. Uh, shout out to Father Dennis Di Benedetto. Stayed at his place last night. Yeah, the Monroeville uh, visit. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I, I my, remember my Monroeville visitation. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, he's not being kicked out. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, you're a terrible friend. We're going to fix that in editing. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> no, he knows. It's just a joke. Anyway, <laughs> but, but no, so we were talking about the uh, the question of um, huh. vocations to, I think, and like I said, I think we talked about this, the single life and whether or not it's really a vocation. Yeah, I, I'm, I think we talked about that. It might be. It's back there in the season somewhere. Yeah, but I just wanted to – there was a, an interesting 
little part of our conversation that I wanted to sort of explore with you. Go for it, my man. So firstly, naming sort of the, I guess for lack of a better word, I'll say like the six classical vocations. You have mm-hmm. like the priesthood mm-hmm. and on the other side, you have consecrated virginity, mm-hmm. right? Um, apart from that, you have men and women religious. Mm-hmm. And then you have husbands and wives. So there's kind of – I say six just because you're dividing it between the two sexes. Okay. Um, but one thing that I that I noticed in the course of that is like when you start talking about the the counterparts, the male and female counterparts in the two different sides, like you know, you have nuns and you have monks. Right. You have sisters and you have friars, right? right? You have these different versions of more or less the same thing with different sort of charisms and characteristics because they're because of masculine and feminine right right and then you might say that priesthood and uh consecrated virginity are like the two right we've said that too shout out to miss hayes right but that's sort of an interesting question like they're not really the same thing well no (laughs) apart apart from the the like the sex the the different sexes like well, being available to the community, so to speak. Yeah, there, there's some of that. And l- sort of living singly, li- living sort of on your own, um, and having that kind of life set aside, set apart for the care of the church. Sure. But but obviously, like, priesthood is it's not a consecration. Like, there is a there is a consecration that happens in the course <laughs> of, like, your, your hands. Yes. Right? But it isn't, like, a consecration of the person the same way right. that – it is for either a religious or a consecrated virgin. Well, sure. Again, so, we were referred to as secular clergy for crying out loud. Right. So the difference between regular and secular clergy. Mm-hmm. Um, so regular clergy being priests who are in religious order, in mm-hmm. a religious order of some sort. So, right. and um, but but it's a noticeable thing that like there's not a not a sort of a real counterpart among men who are consecrated to God. But live on their own, right? Well, right. I mean, like, so you could even, like, you can stretch it, and you really can't. But like, yeah. like what used to be the, for lack of a better term, like the the religious brother, um, they were more available to the society. And, and mind you, after after the uh, reforms of Vatican II, the uh, like a lot of them would wear. Um, polos and stuff like that. And mind you, there are hardly any religious brothers now wandering about town. Oh, sure. But but like, yeah. th- but the idea was, excuse me, the idea was um, to, to make them more available, just like everybody else. I was once mistaken in Alaska for a religious brother. Oh, really? Um, yeah, no, I was, I was wearing, uh, I went to mass and I had my head shaved and I was, I was reading, um, Thomas Akempis's uh, imitation of Christ in church. And That's funny. I had on khaki slacks, and again, like they went up to me and said, "Are you a religious brother?" I said, "No, actually, I'm a U.S. Army officer. <laughs> just, just going to mass." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. I don't know how to dress. Him. Yeah, you're asking me mm. that. But the um, well, that, that even exists in the monastery, though. Like there are there are choir monks who are often priests mm-hmm. who are more about the work of like the liturgy, and mm-hmm. then there are the lay brothers who they do more of like the the manual labor of the monastery. Sure. So. So, yeah. so no, and, and and it's an interesting thing. But you're right; there was no, like, there's something. And, and again, I don't, we'll see how I how I can phrase this and walk a careful line. But like, there's something beautiful about like virginity and women right. as 
opposed to men. And yeah. like there is a sort of like I don't know. Well, go ahead. Yeah, so so maybe um if you're going to make comparisons here, in the end, all of the different vocations have their own roots in the persons of Jesus and Mary. Right. Right. So like virginity, the consecrated virgins sort of find their archetype in the Blessed Virgin Mary. Cool. And priests, we know we're ordained to the priesthood of Jesus Christ. Um, but and then you might say the same sort of same sorts of things about religious uh, various stripes. Sure. But I just find it sort of an interesting oddity that the way that these things formed over the course of years, like consecration, isn't a sacrament, right? No, it's not a sacrament. It's a sacramental, right? It's it's, it's not a sacrament, but, but like, but you know, the, so if you're going to compare like consecrated virgins to priests, like one goes through ordination, which imparts a character, right? You know, it's the impressing of the sign of the Holy Spirit into the soul of the priest in a different way, right? <laughs> Sherlock Holmes is a character. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Sorry. And so, yeah, is, Father, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so is Father Stephen Felicia. <laughs> you nearly destroyed the pencil in your hand. I was on a roll. Go ahead. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, just a noticeable difference in in the two vocations. And I just sort of it's it's interesting to me that there had never arisen any sort of um, counterpart counterpart to consecrated virgins in men that weren't priests, right? Well, I, I just returned to it. Like there's. There's something else about like the dignity mm. of the feminine and the dignity of women uh, that that lends itself to consecrated virginity in a way that I hesitate to say doesn't exist in men. But yeah, that that's where I'm going to shake out just on my first try. Yeah, like it just doesn't exist in in the virginal man. Like the virginal man has to. to I mean, has, hesitates must be doing something. But like, yeah. Right. And I mean, ahead. there's even like a biological physical change that happens in the course of when a woman is no longer a virgin, like in right. when she goes into marriage. Right. And that doesn't happen for men. Like there isn't anything, there's no physical change. Right. So, <clears throat> I mean, that that's that sort of plays out. We live in a sacramental reality, right? That there are these physical signs that, that accompany the spiritual reality. So you're right. There is something <clears throat> particular to virginity. The reason this came up in conversation yeah. is we were talking about um, – some people will try to make an argument that, well, my vocation is just to be single. And it's like vocations are tied up with vows or promises of some sort. Right. Right. So maybe one could make a private vow, but arguably to, for it to be a vow, you need to be able to upkeep it so that if <clears throat> you know, you're a single guy and you make a private vow of celibacy, mm -hmm. then you wouldn't then go against that when you finally did find a girl you wanted to marry. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, so like that, are you, and this is a good question, I suppose, like how, how bound are you to private vows? Maybe you know the answer for that. Yeah. But, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I imagine probably not. Right. Exactly. Like right. you, I talk to myself all the time. I make, again, like there's a difference between like my new year's resolution and like supposedly like that thing I, I did when I put my hands in the bishops and made some promises. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, I don't know, like the early, the early Roman virgins, you know, I think of mm -hmm. Agnes, right? Yeah. Like. Her vow was a private one. Uh, was I, it? I, I think. Okay, I mean, no, it, I, mean I don't the, have any. The any... stories all sort of seem to say, like, there wasn't any sort of um, Episcopal, like, you know, move, movement for consecration of her. You know, what, it was what, just a, 
but and it was also really early in this in the church. So we're kind of talking about some antiquarianism here. We're talking we're drawing something from the de- deep ancient history of the church. Although no, you're. But I mean, there's something there to it. I mean, Claire, for instance, um, uh, Saint Claire, friend of Saint Francis, was when when she went off and she didn't swear anything to a bishop. Francis cut her hair off, and she promised, yeah. and she promised at, at the steps of the altar that she wouldn't leave. And the next day, her brother and her dad came to drag her off, <laughs> and yeah. she was pretty set on remaining. Yeah, and so again, she'd, she, she'd been tonsured. I mean, that was sort of the right. Yeah, that was the the sign of a promise. Oh, and, right? and see, here's the other. Now, that's this is an interesting thing. So, like a lesser known, also true story though. Um, when when her sister joined her. That was they were like her her family flew off the handle and they did drag her out. I think they dislocated one of the sister's arms and oh. they dragged her out. And as they're dragging her out, um, her sister screamed, "Pray for me, sister! I don't want to go back." And Claire knelt down at the altar and started to pray. And as they got outside, uh, I can't remember her sister's name became so heavy. It, it, you know, it's one of those. Oh wow! They couldn't get her off the ground, and so like oh. they stood there trying to pull this poor girl off the ground, but gravity had, had ceased to function as per norm. And, and they eventually they abandoned it again. Like you say, well, that's a made up story. Well, it's recorded in in the same, in the same biographies of Francis and Claire. And it's not the first time that sort of thing has happened. Right, right. Rose of Lima also had a similar experience, but, but in a different sort of way, but, but there was one of the Virgin martyrs who they, they tied like, you know, a team of oxen to a rope and tried to pull her from the place she stood, and right. she was immovable. Immovable. Yeah. No, so so again, I, I hesitate to say this is a more recent uh, Rose of Lima. I think would be more recent, but but yeah, by about three hundred years. But the because um, this is twelve hundred, right. and oh, then sure. that was fifteen, yeah. I think. Right. But um, so so like God was taken that kid's vows pretty seriously from the look of it. Right. Like, and, and she hadn't, to, our, to my knowledge, hadn't sworn anything to a bishop either. So, uh, like, again, before I, I hesitate and say, you know, if you break promises you've made to yourself, you need to go to confession. Like, it seems that there's, like, how seriously are you taking this, this mm-hmm. sort of thing, what you, you just said? Um, and a lot of, lot of women take this pretty seriously yeah. i mean even even you can even go with like maria gretti resisting uh, her attacker right um like he should have been able to overpower her he was not and in yeah. his frustration that led to the murder right and the um like, like there's an intensity in a woman's soul that like men don't experience on a natural basis is my opinion and like you know, you've been mad. I've been mad a lot. That's fine. The, uh, but, 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 but like, like the natural intensity of like a woman to love. It, it's the, and I think I've said this on the show before, but like, uh, what is it? Uh, women are the glory of men and men are the glory of God kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah. there's just something in the weaker sex that is just stronger by nature the, than you would find in a man. There's, there's a reason we call them the, the crowd of creation. Hoo-ah. I mean, like they, they really are not just simply because they were the last thing created by God, but like, because of what that means. I mean, the, the, the idea of saving something best for last, mm. I mean, that that's God's thing first, right. as far as the creation. Oh, well, that concerned. was well said. <clears throat> yeah. That's good homiletic material, but man, <laughs> it preaches. Yeah. I mean, preach. So, yeah. So, I don't know. It's just a funny problem because, like, I think I think the reason this is such a maybe a, a prevalent thing, and maybe may one of the reasons why we've perhaps talked about it before and forgotten it, and now we're bringing it up again, <laughs> just because I think 
I think a lot of there are a lot of faithful Christians, faithful Catholics in the world who are looking at the situation around marriage today and just finding it to be a desert. Um, a, a, a lot of a lot of really like it's it's really an interesting thing to be in the position of of a priest and having young ladies and young men both looking at their dating situation and going, "There's no one out there," <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, what about?" This group of people who I know and this group of people who I know, men and women who are both complaining about the same thing, how do I introduce you, <laughs> right? But – You ever tried I, to play matchmaker? It doesn't go well. I, so I like, have a problem with that too, I find. So no, I'm just not going to do it, right? And They need to find each other and the Lord needs to show them to each other and they need to pray for their future spouses. Um, but uh, but I, But it's funny like how many people are complaining about like, you know, quote unquote – the dating scene. Well, I, I'm, it's hard. Two celibate men talking about the dating scene. Yeah, I not, know. not exactly I, the most educated no. on it. But I don't. I don't begrudge them their situation. The world has has done a number on human sexuality as of late, and yeah. that doesn't make it easy, even if for for good people to to link up, because a lot of times the good people are, are reasonably damaged. Yeah, and the uh, like, what is it? I, I something. Like thirty-seven percent of of eligible men in Japan aren't looking. They they've never been on one date. Yeah, something like thirty-seven percent, and like their their birth rate is 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 gone. It, it's it's one or something like that. Like right. it doesn't exist, um, which means like Japan will cease to exist here in about a hundred years. Yeah, and the um, uh, what's going on is. Is is there's 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 a loss of the sense of the sacred and the masculine and the feminine, in my opinion. True. And and so like and mind you, like I don't even think. When was the last time you ever heard anyone talk seriously about the single life as a vocation? Because I haven't heard anybody talk seriously about it in like a decade. I don't know. I I don't really know that I've heard. Yeah, you're, I you're heard right. about it. I there, heard about it in the late time. '90s and the early 2000s. Right. There was a time. I don't hear about it at all. Right. anymore and that doesn't mean that everybody's getting hitched and or, or we're, we're having a, a massive explosion in, in religious or consecrated or, or priesthood but the um yeah i wonder why that is i wonder if there's actually become a more prevalent sense that the single life isn't a vocation right right that you're really not called to to not sacrifice for somebody like right. in, in the end the, that's what the promises are for like the vows and promises are for some sort of sacrifice for the other if it's whether it's the church you know, in the in sort of the vocation to the priesthood or religious or religious life or consecrated life or to a particular person and a family in marriage, like you, your life needs to be self-sacrificing. This is the the principle that Heinz was talking to me about when I was having doubts in seminary, because you mm. have you have doubts over seven years. Sure, in seminary. you can, and uh, yeah, you, you might. Right? Yeah, go on. Um, so, like, he was, most people do. We're just talking about discernment of a, of a vocation in general. He said, "Look, like the vocation that you're called to is the one that's going to help you more, more most readily grow in charity." Mm-hmm. Right, which charity is the self-sacrificing love of Christians. So, like, Heinz is a wicked smile. Oh, he's he's great. He's fantastic. I, I love that guy. Right, mm-hmm. but he's he's, he's on. Soon. He's back in town soon. Thanks be to God. Yeah, come on. Boys sorry. are back in town. Um, boys are back. The boys cease fire, man. Yeah, I love that song. I, I'm, I disrupted you. I'm <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That's uh, that, that comes straight out of one of my favorite soundtracks. Straight so, out of Compton. Knight's Tale. God bless and and keep uh, Heath Ledger. Yes, truly. Mm. God rest him. Anyway, so 
yeah, d- d- dealing with this problem of like what is a vocation mm-hmm. and and what am I really called to? Um, well, so so like here's the thing is 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 we're starting to break down at this point in my opinion in, into a world where 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 it is there are two real philosophies. There's the Catholic philosophy, and mind you, I find it. And again, I have this is Lord of the World. Yeah, well, yeah, and I have a lot of conversations with with Protestants. Again, like there's decent number here in town, and, and I'm sociable kind of guy. The um, but like everybody's starting to think, and again, like this isn't me gloating or anything like that, or even proselytizing or anything like that. Like they're th- starting to think in very Catholic terms. Yeah, and about like prayer and and grace, or you know, nobody's it, it, they they think in they think in more Catholic terms than perhaps they'd care to admit. Mm. And again, and not, not again, like that's not like me being snide or anything either. But but that's how they think because because yeah. we're communicating at a very uh, we agree on these principles. Well, and, to be to be Catholic is to be human, right? Well, everything is Catholicism is our tagline. Well, well, anything good is Catholicism. Right. I mean, it's um, no. Eventually, you come down to the real understanding of the world and who we are and how we're created and who we're created to be, and when that becomes. Uh, the crux of the issue, which is what we're facing right now. Because if you don't, the other side of it is what? What's the other? Well, the there, other there is there, the other option is is power. The other option right. is I get what I get because it's me and that's what I want. Well, because look at the woke culture and well, yeah, look, look at woke culture. The, all, all that the, is, it's not it's not a um, it's primary a, competitor these days. What's that? Now? It's the primary competitor. It is. So basically, if you don't believe that you are subject to a God who calls you into holiness and self-sacrifice, then you are absolutely going to become prideful and about yourself, which means you can make yourself into what you want to be. This is why we have such a, a deeply entrenched, like, I mean, human sexuality problem in our culture. This right. is why people can make themselves into what they want to be, right? It's It becomes this, um, this sort of neo-Gnosticism, yeah. uh, which is... Yeah, people have been thinking about that a lot lately. Well, no, and, and so there it is. But but like it's it's ultimately ultimately there there's only only two ways to really think about the problem, and and so without dwelling per se exactly on the negative, yeah. um, like there isn't a person who is striving for Catholicism that isn't isn't striving to to fit into a into a spiritual niche, mm. and and that's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Right. Um, uh, especially given, given the state of the world and, and given the state that the world has put the people in. And so, so like part of the, again, like the joy of the priesthood is, is like getting my, my hands dirty and, and being with the people. Mm. Like it really is a, again, like field hospital, like is, is a bloody place. And, and like, and that's what it feels like a lot of times you're just, you're, it feels like you're doing triage and and you move from person to person and you take them where they are and and some people some people you can tell their legs off and other people you can't see it they're hiding it real well but they're bleeding out and then other people are actually reasonably okay and and maybe maybe they're in shock maybe they saw somebody get their legs blown off and right. and right. like and so you you've got to snap them out of it and keep them moving and other people have a scratch and because have you ever seen hacksaw ridge Yes. Okay, sweet. There's that one guy he finds uh, who, who 
who like shoots at him and by accident. It's night and stuff, and he's got blood in his eyes. He's had blood's dried in his eyes, and so yeah. The the hero calms him down and pours the cantina water over his eyes, and he like he he's, he rejoices because he's like, I thought I was blind. Okay, and you've got yeah. those people out there too, like who they just need the blood washed out of their eyes, and they're just scared and they can't move. Yeah, and in all of that, like the the, the secular priest in a very particular way is is supposed to go out and and just start. You've got to put this together. And that's why the secular priest has to be in good shape himself. Like, it's very hard to take care of somebody if your leg's blown off. Mm-hmm. And and mind you, like, I know the, the way to put it back on. But the <laughs> – but but the – um, but like right there is is I can't help this person unless I'm – unless I can see more le- – you know, before you take the speck out of your neighbor's eye, you, you better be able to get the log out of yours. And right. – and so, like, there's this, like, I can't imagine, like, can you imagine, and I'm not judging, I'm not like, can you imagine, can you imagine what it would be to be, like, a, a consecrated virgin as a, as a guy? Like, I, I just can't even visualize what that life is. Like, it's easier, and again, like you say, well, what is it for a consecrated virgin for a woman? I don't know. I point at Jessica Hayes. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's part of the part of the issue. Is or that, Marie Therese, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, we, we haven't. Um, we haven't seen them around in a while. Right. But, like the but, fact that we have like, what, two in our diocese is kind of showing like, okay, this is a, a, a vocation that's being sort of rediscovered. Right. Re-unearthed. It's only had a maybe a layer of dust on it for a while. But mm-hmm. but now we're blowing blowing the dust off and kind of saying, look, like women, <laughs> this is a way to live that's, that's an authentically beautiful and good life given over to the Lord. But I guess – I don't know. We're getting a little bit into the weeds. Well, isn't that the point? Or maybe it wasn't. Sorry. No, no it's, <laughs> it's okay. I, I I just sort of wanted to challenge the the uh, the mind on like why isn't it that men could do the same thing? Oh, marriage. Oh, straight up, they're married to Jesus Christ. A guy can't marry Jesus Christ. You can marry the church, though. Yeah, sure can. Right. And it's called the priesthood. Right. Is that really the reason? Yeah. But what if they're not called the priesthood? I'm just saying, like, it's interesting to me that that over the course of 2,000 years in the church, there was a way for men to become friars, men to become husbands, men to become priests, but there wasn't a way for a man to enter into a celibate vocation that wasn't sacerdotal. Right. I, I think it does. I think it literally has something to do with with um, with the with the personhood of Jesus Christ, mm. and and the fact is, like, if you aren't like marriage to the church looks a certain way, mm-hmm. as opposed to like marriage to Jesus Christ, which which has a different way of looking. Right. And and like I I think it I think that's your answer. And again, this is just me spitballing off the top of my head. Sure. Um, I, I think it does come down to that. Right. And uh, we can bounce it off some consecrated virgins we know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, I mean, of course, it'd be great to have uh, Jay Hayes back on. Yeah. But like, um. No, I, I don't know. Just a just a funny problem with with the world dealing with with like good Christian Catholics, whatever, dealing with the problem of of like the dating scene and thinking about their vocation. Yeah. If they're, you know, they they say I don't feel called to priesthood. Well, then oh, good. it's like, Praise well, then God. are you called to become a, a friar? But it, yeah, I don't know. I don't but, know. It's just so, a funny. So, and then there's there's this. There's this too. Like, um. Because maybe maybe my because maybe my argument against you on that is then why do we have friars and why why isn't every religious uh, man why isn't every one of them a priest? Well, because 
there's it's just a different way to live like there's well then uh, that's my question is how how would it be francis wouldn't wouldn't become a priest and i can't say he had a vocation he was a deacon though he was but I think it was only because I married him. Because the, uh, <laughs> they made him? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> One of those things. Maybe he threatened to cut off his hands if they went any further. <laughs> but the um, but He was a pretty intense guy. He was. I love saints. The yeah. um, No, I, I get the – I just th- – there's tragedy oftentimes. Like some, some are, are eunuchs because of nature and some are eunuchs because they've been made so by men and, and some for the sake of the, the right, kingdom. Right. And, and like I can't marry a guy who's, God bless him, been castrated. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't wed Witness him to his a, marriage. Yeah. Right, right. Nor, nor can he become a priest. Right. And so like what's his deal? And like it's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. And in that tragedy, he can be united in a way to, to the suffering church that that I really can't be, and yeah. and or or like Mother Teresa made the point of uh, she was in Belgium, I think the story goes, and um, there was a paralyzed man who'd been on bed and he wasn't married or anything like that. I don't think, and so the sisters took care of him. And he wasn't a priest ever or anything like that. He's just a paralyzed man in bed, and and somebody looked around the room and said, "Where's the crucifix?" And Mother got mad and she said, "There's the crucifix." She pointed yeah. at him. She says, "He's right there." Yeah, and. And like, there's, there's a kind of suffering in that. Yeah, no. So I, I, I dare say it, it. There's something about like the feminine spirit that ties into it, and and there's something in in the tragedy of it. Um, and those two things are why. And again, you, you asked. I'm trying to answer. Yeah. Like I, 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 I just. Think, but I think my my response to that would be: that we're dealing with in this situation men who are not eunuchs by nature, <laughs> like okay. who, who 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 are called reasonably to some vocation, sure. right? But are sitting there going, "There isn't an option for me." It seems in this world. Are we? Or would we say that they're? Um, Sort of to to continue the metaphor, yeah, go for it. Like living in that world, you know, being as the Lord said, you know, eunuchs by nature in regard to like the culture, like right. having sort of <laughs> sort of well, castrated the situation, you know, like made it I mean, possible for them to fall into marriage. Is is just simply we're entering into a world of many tragedies with men who would have otherwise been good husbands. I mean, right? that might be. Imagine a world where, God forbid, you know, ninety eight percent of the women were killed. Yeah. Um, like. Yeah. What, what do you do? Because not all of you are probably called to be priests. No. Um, <laughs> right. The, and, and, okay, like face that reality. Mm-hmm. Like there, there has to be like a heroic element in your tragedy and in your fate. Um, and and it's, it's not about like people feel like it's haves and have nots. And yeah. it's yeah. not. It's, it's, there's something in the tragedy. Again, I just don't see – I, I talking to a, a again. This was back when I was a seminarian. Talking to a Protestant in a hospital, mm. and he had he had tried to be celibate for Jesus. There was a whole movement for Protestants called like being celibate for Jesus and wow. sort of thing. And he says, "I just," I says, "I just couldn't do it." So he got married and stuff. And he he said, he said, "But I I have great admiration for you guys." Well, again, like it's a it's a charism, yeah. and celibacy is a charism, and but. Like the idea of that ideal was something maybe approaching a consecrated masculine virgin, and right. I just I 
I think there's something about the feminine spirit and and the fact that Jesus Christ is a man that limits consecrated virginity. And and that's again, like I'd have to flesh that out. You, right. you, you asked, and without well, any preparation, Father Simplicia retorts. Well, sure. I mean, if, if we're if we're going to go ahead and lean into the thing where the Blessed Virgin Mary is the archetype for virginity, whether it be consecrated virgins or religious sisters of various stripes, and then that Jesus would be the archetype for uh, the masculine mm-hmm. vocations, then. I guess they just fit in a different in different ways, and that would make sense because, I mean, as wonderful as Our Lady is, she is not God. Right. So, I mean, there's there's that different character that is in the person of Christ, and we take on the ministerial priesthood in a particular way, while husbands, you know, die for their wives, you know, that kind of thing. Men and, just need yeah. something to like. I, I just come back to like a woman. A, a woman can be a teacher or, uh, you know, uh, serve the church in some way. And and not be in a religious order in a way that like I just don't see men being able to men do. like fulfilling and yeah. and like there there's something about about the feminine dignity and and like like if I have a group of men who are going to be celibate who yeah. are just going to be celibate they've got to be in a core they've they've got to be in in like a unit and again like this is I, I'm not requiring this but like I'm sure there's some celibate guy out there somewhere who's just you know living his life great praise God but the um as as a According to it, but or he, or he needs to be a hermit or something. Like he just he needs. But even eremitical life is. I mean, that's something that women and men both do. Right, right, right. right. But but like it, it, it's just a like. You're you're gonna. Well, the Janissary Corps, Muslims, um, they would kidnap Christian slaves, children, and make them become Muslim, and they would be celibate, and and they would be the best soldiers, uh, because that's all they did was soldier for the Sultan. They were his elite. Is elite fighters hmm. until they insist upon getting married, and then they've got horribly corrupt. Uh. <laughs> they you held... see women, you're corrupting. I'm just no, 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 no. Just kidding. Like, but it was, it was, it was. You know, they had this whole spirit decor, and they had this whole, you know, soldier aspect, and all they were was dedicated to the task. And in fact, and they'd been stripped of their family again. That was the whole point of taking them from Christian slaves. Yeah. And the, and then like a, a man who's concerned about his wife is divided, and mm. and there it was. Yeah, and they even held back um, the inventions of of cannon and advanced gunpowder, uh, and crippled uh, the Turkish Empire. Uh, and, and there was a sultan who who made a lot of serious reforms, but he had to do it all in secret. And then he surrounded the Janissary Corps in the middle of the night with cannons. And they woke up one day and he's like, you're going to surrender or I'm going to just get rid of you all. And they didn't surrender. And wow. so anyways, like it was so like this, again, like if there was a group of hypothetically celibate men um, dedicated to a cause. And, and that's, that's, I hesitate to say it like that's the most masculine thing like like there has to be a connection in in a certain way for a man to to the feminine in a way that that maybe the feminine doesn't need or 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 can more easily exceed the connection to the masculine mm-hmm. um but anyways that's just that's that's rough speculation don't quote father stephen on that sure and uh, you know i i think 
some of this comes from my very you know German desire for symmetry. I know, I know, <laughs> you know? right? But but it's it just isn't that right. It isn't it isn't symmetrical. That's my uh, that's my instinct. Yeah. It, in, in much the same way, like like you can't make a, a a woman a priest. I don't think you can make a man a consecrated virgin. Oh right, that's actually a really really good a really really good corollary to to that arc to my previous maybe mm-hmm. arguments is that on the same side there isn't a way for women to to do what priests do. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah, okay. That's actually really good. I like that a lot. Um I think that's actually a pretty solid answer right there. Huh. That's the most receivable one that I've, that I've gotten from you. <laughs> I don't I don't not to say that the other ones weren't receivable. I'm sorry, well I'm a little distracted. I'm trying to paint these these Marines. <laughs> It's so hard to paint the Templar cross on them. I call these guys Ash Wednesday Marines because that's supposed to be a cross on their shoulder pads. Yeah, but so much for it's that. It's just as good as me smearing ashes on a guy's forehead. I had some pretty good ones this year. No, I had my moments. But the, um, it's especially nice when you get a bald guy because, you know. Oh, my gosh. Big old canvas. Oh, uh, plenty to work with. Down. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking gosh. of you, Rob Gregory. God bless Rob Gregory. <laughs> Just kidding, Rob. I lo- Shout I out you. to Rob Gregory. He's love, a great guy. Love Rob. I wish he's I could. Good, good man. He's been reaching out in the last couple of days. I keep having to tell him no. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. The um, lot of I got a lot of moving parts, man. When I can help, I will. But geez, oh, Pete, you I was in the same boat. Yeah. I was in the same boat. Anyways, I'm doing confessions for him. Hey, so good for good. you. That's something. Well, good. I think that actually summed it up nicely right at the end. At least I'm satisfied. People have got to probably sit in there going, I have no idea what these guys are talking about. It's fine. I'm going to have to take a picture of my Ash Wednesday Marine so you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, send it to Maria. There you go. Gosh. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, man. It, it, is, good to, it is good to record it's again. good that we are here. So Cool. All right. This think, has been the Dave's Vault Podcast. Yeah, I think we still have Facebook and that kind of stuff. I don't know. Probably. Whatever. You know where to find us. Uh, share this episode with your friends who maybe had listened before and were sitting there wondering when the heck we were going to do this again. And here we are. Sorry um, about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, I the, remember the remember how I was like pushing and pushing and pushing for a pilgrimage to happen? That's finally happening. That is going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I know you knew it was going to happen, but <sighs> the people didn't hear it. You and actually, thing. at this point, I don't know why I'm even bringing it up because the registration's closed. <laughs> You can't You're even, a terrible you, human being. You, you can't even join us at this point. But whatever. Oh but I'm gosh. very excited. We did we did get enough enough people to go, and I'm glad that you're going to join me, brother. Oh, so. so am I. And we got Father Keaton coming with and us, Father too. Keaton. Father Keaton Lockwood. Keaton Lockwood. He's been on the show once or twice. Yeah, that's right. Cool beans. All right. God bless you. And as always, Deus Volt. <laughs>